0: Serious question, what drives your fear of becoming the best, what is the real reason you rationalize your coping behaviors, you know, this is the way I am, if you don't like it, leave, why are you with me, why are you around me, the list goes on and on. We subjectively identify ourselves in hopes that instead of exploring, we create tests of self, of worth, and the reward is, what we got into last week, the incentive, in putting up with me is dot, 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 dot. The state of rationalizing the being, dismissing the lessons presented in becoming, the self-awareness of the submission to our own bullshit. What we think accepting me for me is a shallow attempt to face acknowledging and the process of acceptance. So are you ready to bring your bullshit to the surface and put in that work? Or will you continue to create coping mechanisms and further restrict the flow to your greatest potential? Let's get into this. of their shadow work, the ones that think they done with their shadow work, and the ones that are beginning their shadow work, understand that today is the only day that matters, you are the only one that matters, everything outside of you is a reflection attracted by your perception, if you're triggered, it's time to learn that lesson, if you, it keeps coming back around, it's time for you to apply to what you learned in that lesson, Welcome to the God Our podcast. This week's episode, we're gonna get into rational being, the and complacency. We have to understand our possessive sentiment, or the roots to our subjective behavior, our resilient grievances, the difference between emotional clarity versus emotional closure. And breaking the cycle of being committed to our flaws This is the self-sabotaging behavior when it comes to stepping outside of our comfort zone And oh yeah, I'm Papalooza Fasami a co-psychologist therapist, shamanic healer. And this is the guy that podcast Before we get into this week's episode, you know I gotta hit you off with that read. Then, you we know, don't get into this Again, welcome, remember is destructive. You know of course I gotta get these cards shuffled up before we get into this reading. A little shaky shaky. Alright, card pull up the top, straight on top. First card I pulled the five of... I mean hey, fortitude. Second card that I pulled, the moon, representing the aspects of change and investment. The fifth card, and then the third card is the fifth five of pentacles. Fifth card, seven of swords. Fifth card, death. Ace of wands is the sixth card. Then we gonna pull three more cards up the top as we get into this reading, shall So we're looking at fortitude, that strength. The strength and the change. Right now, I'm seeing that you've been through a hardship. You're going through that cycle. You're coming into this new space you're going through that cycle. The thing that a lot of times that we look at when we're investing in change looking at our strength. We try to put our strength forward without taking an assessment of our weaknesses. The weakness is where we find our accountability. Understand that. The weakness is where we find the accountability. If you're looking at the material aspects of your, the things that are being shut away the way, that you, the, the way that you acquire things The way that you hold on the things You're noticing that that's not working anymore you're in a space now where you The way that you used to hold things, Put things in based on an old mentality It's no longer working Because in that mentality there was no accountability See, a lot of times we go into the aspect of the unstable effort. This is how the unstable effort works with accountability. If you're stepping into your new space, new job, new rela- whatever it is, relationship, whatever it is, the way that you've been approaching it, you haven't been putting in the effort. So what you're getting now in your current state is based on that effort. See, you're used to only going. See, what I'm seeing is based on the materials. Trouble is usually based on the pattern. See, you're used to being at a certain space by now. You feel me? So, you're used to a certain level of reaction. Now you're transitioning. Therefore, that's what the depth stands for. Now it's time to go through that state of transition and assessment. See, a lot of times we because we're not making assessment. We're not learning. We're not applying. See, the Ace of Wands represents an aspect of applying. How are you applying new information? Are you listening to the new information? Are you applying it to the surface? Or are you really going to be inside? Remember, if the feeling is destructive. Remember, you're only going to get based on your level of work. You're only going to get based on your level of applied knowledge to your work. So if you're only applying to the surface level based on reaction, that's usually what a lot of people get stuck at and you can't see a of it. Now you're upset because now you're not able to move forward Now you're not able to move forward You sit there mad with yourself Your life ain't mad But I had this I had that going It's time to pull up that next part of justice You're out of balance You think you're out of balance It's just you It's time to assess where you're balanced at It's time to assess what you got on your scales See, a lot of times I'm moving forward in the as I pull the higher form. It's time to go into the higher aspect it. It's time to go into the higher thought process. It's, not, it's no longer about what to think, it's how to think. See, it's time to go into process. It's time to assess your process. Stop looking for progress. See, a lot of times we get stuck in that old mindset and our strength is only based on the progress of what we saw what was success but now you're starting to see that just because it worked didn't mean it was successful because whenever it comes time to that whenever it comes to that point of investing into the change if that was successful as you thought it was it's not what it is the process if the process was successful you're going to start to be able to see yeah, that's why my shit's been unstable. That's why I think you remember you are only consistent. But when it comes to discipline, it takes a higher level of consistency. It takes accepting your disruptions. It takes it, to just go in by the aspects of understanding and go into that equilibrium, go into that higher sense of thought. You know you have unresolved issues. That's what this is showing you. Everything this year is showing you where you have unresolved issues. And it's even, That goes to the aspects of the high priest The love and the high priestess priest The high priestess The higher form of The emotion And then we're going the intelligence mm-hmm. of the prize And the higher one versus the aspect of that known What most prize is that spiritual Be consciousness To understanding that knowledge So the Bible says, You're bound to what you knew Versus the emotional intelligence Based on what you knew You're now grown you're shifting. The therapy's energy, the movie and the therapy's you just have reprogramming the old Reprogramming the face of the old citizen that you made? See, you've been trying, but I don't keep mine. <laughs> but it's getting weird from here, You don't want to plan to be, you It's, it's not working the way it used to work. And that's why, Cause are not assessing the balances. I just desire you to be the fuck best. You wanna get an e- you this message ready, you want to get deeper, more in depth with yourself? Keep me up, voice. Sit at the table, to the plateau, and you can be plugged like in. As always, I love you. We love us. I'll check. Welcome to another episode of the God Hour Show. You know I'm your host, your master of ceremonies, Papa Lucifer. And this week we're going to get into rational being. I put a question mark out there because we're understanding that the being that we try to stay in instead of not facing our becoming. Because it came to me when I was taking the thought process and thinking about the uh What's the fear of becoming? So, usually what keeps us stuck in a certain pattern with ourselves, where we're not assessing, we're not addressing those coping mechanisms and the way that we get stuck in the complacency. Remember I told you before, I told you last week, that we gotta understand that outside outside of our comfort zone, this is where we find stability outside of our comfort zone this is where we can assess structure outside of our comfort zone that's how we assess growth inside of our comfort zone are the things that we continue to rationalize that are based on coping mechanisms and through that compartmentalization through that complacency a lot of times we get stuck i remember being stuck in certain positions thinking about love Thinking about the aspect of how i was how i was taught love i'm just shuffling the cards Thinking about how i was shown love or taught love or rationalizing it through the aspects of the possessive sets the possessive sentiment a lot of times we stay in a lot of spaces because of possessive sentiment that means it fits our narrative it fits that tone so a lot of times when we're inside a space based on patterns it's this if you love me, you will. Or other unconscious, or some people actually know that you're actually living in an emotional, an emotional manipulation. It's based on the, it's based on avoiding facing the roots of our subjective behavior. See, so we stay within the subjective behavior process. We stay within this thought process with ourselves. The way that we act, the way that we move, the way that we talk, the way that we, the and we're stuck in this pattern because. The only thing that we're thinking about is, but I'm a good person, but so through being a good person, because of our trauma, we don't really realize the only reason that we're saying that we're a good person is based off the offset of the trauma, the offset of the thought process, the things that we've not yet assessed. So now when we go into these spaces, anything that's challenging us to create a assess our standard to assess our standing with ourselves. These are the things that we're not looking at. These are the things that we're not dealing with. Remember, I, we broke this down last week. Think about the aspect of you wanting to move forward with yourself. You wanting to grow. You wanting to truly change. A lot of times we get stuck in the feeling of change. That means that we look for the progress. We look for things, we look for the progress and we ignore our process. Cause we're so used to overlaying inside of our lives and doing things a certain way that anything outside of that, that's where we face the discomfort. But now outside of that discomfort, we opened up with, you gotta think about it like this. It's only outside of my comfort zone where I was able to see and assess my standard. It was only outside of my comfort zone where I was able to see and assess my standard. It was only outside of my comfort zone that I could see and I can assess. I can see and go through the state of assessment when it came to my stability and whether I was stable or I was just stuck in complacency. It was outside of my comfort zone that I could actually see my structure because my structure, since it was based on the incentive and I could prove myself through the incentive a lot of the things that I did were based on the accessories based on the incentive you see how that that works that incentive complex so the only reason you're doing things inside of your life or you're doing things at a certain time or this point in your life is because of the incentive so that's what we this is what we this is how we groomed ourselves Based on through our parent through uh, not dealing with the generational curse, dealing with those wounds, we're thinking about providing based on a physical. We're thinking about guidance based on a physical. We're thinking about we're thinking about guidance based on material. We're thinking about all of these. We're thinking about a lot of these things based on the coping mechanisms or the things that keep us complacent. So when we have people inside of our space, we're seeking them based on a state of complacency. So we're not really assessing quality with ourselves. I don't know how many times in multiple relationships where I wasn't assessing where I wasn't assessing myself where I wasn't learning certain aptitudes with myself because I was literally really focused on the external. I was focused on complacency. I was focused on staying within my coping, finding things to trigger and keep me in my coping mechanisms. Think about it like this when you go think about this like in aspects of the first relationship that you ever the first relationship that you were in or the first space that you ever got in how did you learn in the first relationship what was your example in the what was your example in the first relationship that you ever that you ever were in what was the first example what were some of the first examples in the first relationship that you seen you feel me what were some of the first things that you saw that you didn't realize that were a coping mechanism? The way that your mom handled your father, the way that your dad handled your mother, the way that you, and then we get into the single mother and the single father aspect, the baby father, the baby mother aspect. The How did you see those first things in those coping mechanisms? See, that's how stifles that being, because from these instances, This is where we get the good person complex. I'm a good person, I got a good heart, I got good intentions, but we never go through the process of understanding or the accountability of building in our intention. See, this goes into the aspects like, think about this. Every time that you see yourself wanting to, let's say you wanna be getting to a better, you wanna go into a better relationship, you wanna get into the better job, whatever it may be. You set your intention your mind automatically goes to work and you start building the image of that, of that, of what it is that you desire, what you wanna bring into your reality, okay? So now, as you're doing this, your pattern kicks in, your behavior kicks in, your habit kicks in, your, your coping mechanisms, your complacency kicks in, the anxiety starts to kick in. So now that voice starts saying, you don't deserve somebody like that, somebody like that. And now you start feeding that. So now you kick that, now what's kicked out of your system. Now what you deserve, now what you actually desire becomes based on an entitlement, because you've never seen it before. And this is what we're seeing inside of our space. And now since you are stuck in that mindset, now you create the examples of that inside of your space. So now you're battling now, remember we talked about battling that argument. Now you battling the side of your space. Now you're doing things based on, well, if you love me, well, if you want me, because you only seem worth based on the external value, the physical value, what you can do for a person, what you can do, not what, not what you can do. Overshadows what you can learn. See a lot of times I was stuck in spaces where I was thinking about what I could do and not what I could learn. Since I wasn't thinking about what I could learn, I damn near was sure. I, I was always stuck in the aspects of thinking I was teaching, but I was rather manipulating. I was manipulating the situation to fit, to fit for me. You feel me? So now based on my normal coping mechanisms, Something as simple as going to work all the time, the way that I work, the way that I spent my money, the way that I spent my money, the way that I worked, the way that I did a lot of things, these coping mechanisms are what get triggered inside of the relationship because it's it's an unhealthy, it's based on a behavior that you haven't yet assessed. So a lot of times we go into that assumption. So we think about stipulations. A lot of times, I'm, I remember going to space. Of like, well, I don't know why you want me to do that. I mean, if, if 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 you said that you you feel me, but I had to listen to the conversation. I still was seeking. I still was seeking somebody to not accept me. This is the this was the major key. You're not seeking somebody to accept you. You're seeking someone, a lot of times through the traumatic response, you're seeking to somebody to comply with you. You're seeking someone to comply with you. You're seeking a relationship based on compliance because that's the subjective thought. Because think about what happened inside of your mind when you're thinking somebody has to accept me for me. But if you have not done the internal work of accepting yourself, then you're, you don't want nobody to accept you. You want attention based on compliance. This is how we get stuck in that free the, the incentive. This is how you find yourself inside of a space over, this is how you overcompensate it. This is how you set that tone when you're overcompensating. This is when you set the tone when you become extremely manipulative inside of a space. And we always want to talk about the narcissist archetype. Everybody has narcissistic traits. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example of how you have narcissistic traits. I'm going to give you the example of how you have narcissistic traits. When you go into a space, emotional manipulation, when you go first into the space, you reflect whatever is inside of the space. You reflect whatever's inside of the space. Whatever they like, you try to like. The only thing you try to like, what they like, try to find common points. Because you're thinking about the what and not the how. See, it's an unconscious trigger. We look at the what and not the how. So you try to reflect from the what not understanding the process of the how see so that was the thing that was common for me inside of that narrative with myself i was looking for people when i would tell my story when i would tell my story since i'm telling oh shit, crust the water since i'm telling my story from a point of i i want attention when they are engaged into the story i'm using the story as me you feel me so in earlier, relate, like I'm talking about in the aspects of earlier relationships, that's what I would use. I would always tell the story from my, I'll always tell the story of my father. I'll always tell the story from a point to make me seem better. You feel me what that means? Instead of me being honest, because I didn't know how to be honest with myself. So whatever, remember, I've, we talked about that in the argument episode, 90% of these arguments that you're having inside of these spaces, these unresolved arguments, when you go into any space, naturally, you're going to you're implementing coping mechanisms, you're implementing tests, think about how many questions you asked in the beginning of uh, what you call it, how many do you listen to? How many do you listen to? We're talking about in the spiritual aspect. Now, a lot of the things that you were hoping and wishing for, you just because a lot of times we get stuck on that we created it before. Especially when we're thinking about if you have children, if you had children, you had a job for a large amount of time, the job you you were used to making money. We think about the hyper-independent woman or the real man's man or the real nigga. You were thinking about it from an aspect of from the independent woman is the is based on masculine wounds the real man or the real nigga is based on the damsel in the stress or the feminine wounds ever since that you were younger you think about your aptitude of when you were younger especially from a single parent household or that household and that narrative that you were in you got to think about that set the tone for how you move inside of spaces A lot of you fellas, we don't get deep into this. uh, We don't get deep into some of these complexes. I was reading on the complex the other day of the Madonna whore complex. That's where whenever a man starts to open up or become vulnerable because of the first relationship they had with women in that sense, every time they automatically go to a point to where they become extra negative. They start to do everything from physical to emotional to mental abuse. And if for women, y'all actually are in the Oedipus complex. I want y'all to peep that. I'm going to get deeper into this in a week. Y'all are under that Oedipus complex. Think about Oedipus. Think about Oedipus Rex. The story of Oedipus Rex. He gals out his own mother's eyes. All these aspects of that nature. All because of her sight and what she would see. What she always said about him. That's the aspect y'all have from the feminine complex when it comes to y'all mothers. See, a lot of y'all, have, when we're not, when we're not doing this healing work, when you're not doing that internal work, all you're doing is creating coping mechanisms. All you're doing is seeking for complacency. I've had many, I've had multiple uh, clients. I've had clients consultations, and it's always, usually that same narrative. It's always that same conversation. Especially when people that are just starting, even when people just starting their shadow work, it's how can I start this conversation? How can I have a conversation with a woman that doesn't admit anything? How can, <clears throat> how can, <clears throat> how can I have a conversation with a man that doesn't admit anything? And because you aren't having that conversation or you're not understanding what you're getting from that conversation and what you need, when you go into your spaces, that's what you create. So now you're inside of that space and even if you never heard your mother say if you love me you will you heard something along the lines of your mother talking about money as the aspects money was the the way that your mom asked for money and so a relationship or things of that narrative or about your dad getting a job or whatever it is all you saw it as was all you saw was i'm never going to depend on a man to make money for me I'm never going to depend on a woman for anything. So I'm going to learn everything. When you become into the higher aspects of yourself, that's natural anyway. See, a lot of times we get stuck in this complacency because these are the things that we this are the things that we like to fucking say. I can cook, I can clean, I can pay my bill, I can do all of these things. What do I need a woman for? And on the woman's side, y'all say the same shit. I can pay my bills, I got a degree, I got this and this, what do I need a man for? Because y'all thinking about comparisons. Y'all thinking about the aspects of comparison. You're not talking about in complementing. See, complementing is required in order to understand how the energy complements itself, you got to understand the aspects of comprehension of your own energy. Because it's not, it's not about what you can do in the physical state. It's about the energy inside of that space and how that energy is taken care of. How you process, your state of mind in processes. See, a lot of us don't understand our own internal process. So when you go into it, when you go into a state with somebody, you really listen to how somebody thinks, not what they think. You get stuck on what they think. You get stuck on creating based on what they think. You get stuck on, so now you go in into spaces, and we're gonna get deeper into this through this uh, through this session, when you're stuck on emotional closure versus emotional clarity. See, a lot of y'all are stuck on that emotional closure. We're going to get deep in that in the second segment. But I want to get into this, uh, get into a little bit now. A lot of you are going into relationships, friendships, these trauma bonds. You're going for emotional closure. Instead of you, instead of you going through the learning process of your insecurities, you're looking for somebody to bring closure to your insecurity. So you're going to a space with your insecurities, your self-consciousness, and you'll say it from a, you'll say it from an, you'll say it from the unhealed space, and then you expect somebody to say to you, because you got used to it, because this is when we're talking about sexual trauma, especially. This is when we're talking about sexual trauma, especially through sexual abuse, when you're, when. The when your abuser said you were pretty, when your abuser said you look nice, when your abuser gave you clothes, gave you certain outfits, when your abuser touched you a certain way, you're still living through that experience. So now inside of a space, that trigger that your that trigger to suppress that emotion. That's what you're looking for. So think about your actions inside of spaces yeah them coping mechanisms you riding around you out late night you doing all of these things inside of your space then you come home to somebody and then you expect them to be like it's okay you're still beautiful instead of them being honest with you you can ask my lady all the fucking time like she she act. you're supposed to say and i'll be like you know i'm not gonna lie to you and she was like you're right and i said and you hate me and love me for that you love me for that but at the same time you hate me for that at certain points because you because i challenge her because a challenge just like there's things that she said to me i remember earlier on in our relationship in that aspect i did some things that were not were that were based upon my old mentality and she checked me for it and when she checked me it brought up a trauma it brought up trauma or a traumatic experience from how i was dealing with the argument from my pops and how my pops would check me or say things to me and 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 shoot down my emotions and teach me how to shut down my emotions so during our space in that space and us having that conversation it took it took me in that space of assessing so i'm telling y'all in these relationships you go through these states of assessment through your relationships you go through states of assessment See, you thinking about in a relationship that it should be a certain way and it's based on your coping and your complacency. See, you're not thinking about truth. You're not thinking about growth because growth is actually conflict. Growth, you have to assess your structure. Growth, you got to assess your standard. See, a lot of y'all are used to in that good, you are a good person mentality. You look back at all your other relationships and everything that you did for them. But at no time do you take assessment of why you did it see that's the key relationships friendships you look back at all your relationships to say they were trash but what does that say about you because you were picking up that trash see you go through every relationship in your life and you'll look and you'll be like well they did this and this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened but never did you take any accountability for yourself And when you do take account, you don't, you're not taking, you're not, you're not taking accountability. It's more like acknowledging, but you haven't accepted it yet. So you'll sit there only based on a reaction. So you'll say something like, but I paid all the bit. I did this with the bills, or I did this, or I left them this, or I left them that because I have a good heart and I'm a good person. I don't want to, you're lying to yourself. I want you to know, to understand now you are only lying to yourself. Because if you really went through the process of being a good person or being better or going into the higher state of self in the divine feminine or divine masculine role, that wouldn't matter to you. You would know how to assess, you would know how to acknowledge, assess, forgive, apologize, thank you for the lesson and set your boundary. But because of the traumatic experiences, because of those failures that you feel that you have regret and you got the guilt and it makes you insecure and that self-worth issues and all of these other coping mechanisms that you put in there based on the patterns. When you sitting there inside of that space, you can't have no type of conversation because you need that to exist. How many times have you been in a current relationship and <clears throat> you're stuck on a comparison? You're nothing like my last boyfriend. You're nothing like my last girlfriend. You're nothing like my last people. I've been in, in that aspect. I've learned that as the divine masculine in this healed state and continuously healing, I've learned how to transmute. I don't know how many times I've told people that you don't have to thank me for that. You don't have to thank me for washing clothes. You don't, because it's always been normally me. You don't have to thank me for washing clothes. You don't have to thank me for cooking dinner. You don't have to thank me for these things. You can say you I, I understand that you're appreciated of it, but you don't have to hold me into the regards like you're think like that's extra. This is of me. See a lot of times through that emotional manipulation process, based on what you do inside of them coping mechanisms, based on guilt. Based on, based on guilt, I used to not be able to take the, I I used one, I, I I was not able to take that when somebody said it to me. If somebody told me, thank you for something that I did, I didn't know how to say anything. But now I can say much gratitude, but you ain't got to thank me for taking out the trash. There's certain that, like, you ain't got to thank me for taking out the trash. You ain't got to thank me for doing what it is a privilege for me to do you see when you start that's got that's the divine feminine aspect of that guidance but when you're inside of that space a lot of times you're saying you're you're overcompensating with these words these these words or affirmations not some not all but a lot of times you're using these affirmations or these chances to love bomb to bomb the situation to fill the space with with what you think is affection And since you're doing this on the back end of that, you expect that same thing in return. See, there's a thing with, we're gonna get deep into this when we go into this emotional, uh, get into this emotional close and emotional clarity. There's a big difference when you're moving in that space. See, when you're going inside a space and it's based on balance, you're not looking at the things that you're doing inside of that space. You're looking at how based in the process, you're looking at the aspects of the standard. You're learning. Because you can go into a space and both of y'all can be folding laundry. And you can say, hey, I like my shirts. I like my shirts folded this way. And that can be a trigger for her. You never know. See, but this is when you understand that balance inside the space. You fold your shirts a certain way. You hang your shirts up, and they look at you and they get triggered by it. They haven't dealt with that trigger yet. See, we got to get deeper into that aspect. Cause I've been, I've been in, I've been in uh, relationships where clothes are being folded and there's a trigger into it. Like, oh my God, you, uh, you, um, oh my God. At least I folded, or at least I did this. It would be a traumatic response. I didn't understand how to deal with that. I was like, whoa. But then I'm sitting in the space like, it's alright. Like I was just saying, like I like. I fold my shirts because I don't like wrinkles. It's nothing bad about what you did. See, this is when you learn how to explain. It's nothing about what you did. I'm just saying, like I like to fold my shirts. It gives me more room and more space. It makes it fat. It more. It's more faster. It ain't nothing about you folding the shirt. I appreciate you for doing the laundry. I appreciate you for your heart. I appreciate you and admire you for what you're doing. But I don't want you to think that you got to stop doing it. See, this is when we're going into these conversations. Emotional clarity versus emotional closure. See, a lot of times we go into these spaces, we seeking that emotional closure. So every time somebody says they don't like something, they don't like something, or you don't have to do that, or they want to they, give them the explanation of why you do it. You feel me? Instead of you, because you're used to shutting down. You're inside of that space showing your appreciation. If you can't express, hey, this is the way that I show my appreciation, that's a trigger. That's a trigger. Everybody's different. See, this is when we start understanding that a lot of us do things based on complacency of a pattern. So you've been the same way to every boyfriend or every dude that you've been with. You've been the same way to every chick that you've been with. So when it came time to learn them, you couldn't learn them because the only reason that you stay with that pattern the only reason you stick with that pattern is because it keeps you from learning yourself it keeps you from exploring yourself but let me turn this tape over real quick I'm gonna get back to this Hey, we back we back we back you know I turn that over But yes, see, we get it stuck in this space with ourselves where we're not really looking at the growth. We think about it as, think about the love that you never got as a child. See, that's what a lot of y'all are going through. A lot of times we go into these spaces, this rational coping and complacency because we're still seeking the love we didn't receive when we were younger. We're still seeking to fill these voids. And as long as we're trying to fill these voids, that's where we're stuck in the aspects of coping. This is when we get stuck in the aspects of that complacency. This is where we get into that possessive sentiment. That means as soon as something gives us the attention, in order for it to fall out of our space, it has to be of the negative. I want y'all to really think about that when it comes into this aspects of the, uh, the, uh, the resilient grievance. The resilient grievances. The resilient grievances. The resilient grievances. It's one thing to acknowledge the reason, but acceptance of processing to the root is the only is is on is the only route to understand the difference between emotional clarity and emotional closure. See a lot of us because of that possessive sentiment. The way that we see things, we see things based on ownership of the person. So the only way that we can detach from something is to put the negative onto it. See, that's based on that pattern. That means your baby father, your baby mother, your ex-wife, ex-husband, you feel me? There has to be an aptitude from a traumatic experience, and we'll get deeper into it, there has to be an aptitude of the emotional closure versus emotional clarity. And now someone someone will ask me, but well, what if I'm friends with all of my exes? You still haven't, you haven't given yourself, you don't have emotional clarity yet. There's a difference between being friends. I'm still cool with all my exes. We still have conversations. We still hang out. There's a level to it. Do you have an under, do you have an understand? Like, right now, I asked the question. I've asked this question to the clients. I had a, I actually had a female client who was like, "I'm friends with all my exes." I was like, "Why are you friend? Like, what is the friendship based on with all of your exes?" She was like, "We're all still cool, and we all we I was like, "If any of your, if if you were to be single right now," because she was in a relationship at that point. If you were to be, if you were to become single right now, could you go back to your exes? She was like, yeah, I can go back to all of them. I was like, so why are you not with them now? I asked her, so why are you not with them now? If you can go back to all of your exes, why can't, why, 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 if you can go back to any of your exes, why did you leave them in the first place? and then we got deeper into the aspects of the uh they weren't able to give me what i wanted at that point in time they weren't able to give me what i felt i deserved they weren't able to give me what i felt i deserved that's a lot of times on that one space see a lot of times you get stuck in this coping mechanism because they still serve a purpose of energy being served to you just because they're not able to give you what they give you into that space you haven't closed That emotional closure is what you're seeking from them. See, a lot of times this is one of the biggest things when it comes to a trauma bond because on the other end of that spectrum, remember it's two ends of that extreme, you sitting in a space and you hate your baby father. You hate your baby mother. You hate your ex-wife. But it's the same reason, the same reason that you hate them or you have this, this, you have this, this, this feeling towards them, it goes into the same box as the person that's friends with all of their exes. Because they don't have, it's at a form of emotional closure because you can close off the emotions to that feeling. You still can, uh, you still can avoid dealing with certain emotional patterns within inside of yourself because they still exist. That's a trauma response that goes from the first relationship you ever had. The relationship with your mother, the relationship with your father, the relationship with your caregiver, the relationship, the first relationship that you had. That's a result of that. So now you created a coping mechanism for every space because of your pattern. This is where we get into the aspects of emotional clarity. Emotional clarity i use this example a lot when it comes to it when it comes to my exes when it comes to my past relationships i can think each and every one of my last relationships it wasn't a lot it was only like seven i can go back to all seven eight actually yeah, i can go back to all eight of my relationships love re, love-based relationships and realize that they were ego-based but in every one of those relationships They taught me an aspect of myself that I needed to face. They taught me an aspect of myself that I needed to face. I could see the points inside of those relationship where I was overcompensating or overpouring into that space due to something that I was lacking inside of myself. Here's how I would close it. Here's how I would give myself a false sense of closure to the space. Because I had a certain job, I was working a certain way. It was easy for me to say that usually in most relationships where when I started going ahead of myself, that means in the job I was advancing or whatever it was, I could use them as an excuse. I can use my job. I had an external conduit as an excuse, where you met me and I was working, and you met me when I was doing all this work and doing all these things. You didn't complain then about this, this, and this. You don't complain about the money when it come in. You don't complain about this when this happens. But since I was stuck within that pattern, I had expectancies inside of the space. If I'm doing all of this, then what are you doing? i'm not lazy but in reality the underline was i was lazy as you see i was putting so much energy i was subjecting my energy into one space so much that when it came to the other aspects of my life what i expected was somebody that was holding a tone of becoming my emotional closure see from the masculine aspect going into the, going into the feminine, me being the masculine aspect. I was seeking others to be the, to to be the emotional closure. That means anytime that I felt some type of way, I got mad, got upset. They were there and they were able to take like, and this is a very big thing for a lot of y'all, a lot of you, because of your, because of your family narratives where you used to acting out a certain way and nobody nobody you because of earlier on how you were not taught how to deal with your anger you were not told how to groom and find emotional clarity when you're going into these relationships based on that pattern especially for the traumatic event on top of it and how you were taught how to express your anger your that's what you're doing inside of your spaces You call it speaking your mind. You call it being cutthroat. You call it being petty. No, you're miserable. Let's be honest. You're being fucking miserable. You are not being fucking petty. You're being miserable. I told you whenever I get real, I'm real. No, you're fucking miserable. You have not learned how to you have not learned how to cultivate proper relate. You have not learned the proper comprehension in complimenting in 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 your conversation because you have never had that conversation had with you. So of course you can't comprehend how to how to go about a conversation because you've never had a conversation to comprehend it in every one of your relationships you had arguments you had fights that shit was normal for you that's what you that's what you were used to in all of your relationships you were used to yelling the bit your, your, your girl screaming you leave the house and you would avoid the house you used to that because that's what a real nigga does i need to go cool off But in reality, since you don't comprehend what cooling off is, you go find someone else into that same space. Because you're reacting out the trauma. The same way that your pops will leave out the house and then come back and you never understood why the argument ensued. You're rationalizing why he did it. Because you don't understand how he did it, what he did. You rationalizing that event And then you applying it, you laying it over your space. The way that your mother, the way that your mother was not emotionally present, now you inside of the space, making that your emotional focal point inside of the space, because now you're stuck within this resilient grievance. You're used to being. So now these are the things that you say, because you're not moving forward. Where you're not moving forward as you want to move forward, where there's an, where your standards where your standard your structure your stability are being tested in how you how you cultivate these things not based on the what you can get but the what you can do based on how you process thoughts how you process your emotions that tells the term based on that that's your stability that's your stability in your structure so a lot of times y'all get mad inside of these spaces when a person's telling you, "Hey, I need structure in my life. I need stability in my life." I I move I move with a sense of stability in my life. I move with a sense of structure in my life. I teach structure. I teach stability. This is what I teach as a as a therapist, as a shaman, as a healer. This is what I teach. So if I teach that I must first have been a student of this. So whenever I see inside of a space, you feel me? When I see inside of a space, certain things coming up, certain patterns coming up. It's not me analyzing, that's what I am. I see it, I express it. I express it in, I know how to communicate it. I communicate in a way that it's impartial. I I communicate in a way that leads to room for assessment. I I remember overly explaining things to explain. I remember overly explaining things, the difference between, because a lot of you don't understand. Through emotional closure, you will over explain some shit. Emotional clarity, you know how to be direct. See, there's a difference. That resilience to the grievances has you always looking at things. You, that emotional, that, this, this, this resilient of grievance. That means you always ready for something to end. You feel me? You're always ready for some shit to end. Then of course, guess what? You always gonna create inside of your space. You always, you're gonna put the points in there that are the testers. You're gonna say you're gonna it's not healthy for you to say that i'm i just didn't say anything i didn't know how unhealthy that was i didn't know how unhealthy it was and i didn't realize that that was a part of my blockages when i was blocking myself because i was sitting in a space with like i would sit there and not say something but i would hold it there's a difference between me releasing something or letting something fall away it isn't it's It's, it's, it's really not bothering me and me ignoring it. See that ignorance is, I heard this and I saw this, but I didn't say anything. I waited for you to say something. I waited for you to say something. I waited for you to, I waited for you to say something. I waited for you to do something. I waited for you to step up. You see how you tell these certain narratives? that's based on your pattern to keep you to keep you complacent because that's what you're used to saying because in the last relationship that happened in my last relationship he did this this and this and we went on trips all the time and we did this this and this where was he at where was he at in a stable sense if that was the case you'd still be there see that's when you get real with the space if if that was the case with her why didn't you stay with her Ah, see the difference, see is the difference, one of the biggest things that we always go into when we're talking about supporting people, we're always talking about what we're actually doing in support is actually from a state of recognition. I want y'all to understand that so I'm gonna say that one more time. A lot of the times when y'all talking about supporting others, you're actually talking about recognition, you want recognition. You ain't learned anything about true support. Support is based on emotional clarity. See, you're saying you you want recognition or you want, you want recognition or emotional closure. There's a big difference. Big, big difference. You want emotional closure. You don't want emotional clarity. Because emotional clarity is the ability to sit down whenever somebody says, I don't like something. Or that's something that I'm not accustomed to. I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I don't that's something I don't like. And you're able to express it clearly inside of the space they're able to tell you why i don't like that see i had a problem with that in certain spaces to be able to because the point is not why i can say i didn't like something why i didn't like it it was it, it because it was va- it, it was projecting i don't like that i don't like you wearing this i don't like because i said t- these things right? i don't even really think when i go back and look at these relationships i realize that i said some of these things I realized that I said a lot of things that I were not, I don't like you wear that, I don't like you was out all night. And I remember getting so mad and upset about that shit. If you look at me now, if you go out the house, I don't care. Your pattern is eventually gonna come up, the ticket for your pattern is eventually gonna come up, we will to talk about it. But up to that point, I really don't care. Like if you out, I don't care like i like i legit don't care but when you come back in the house and you bring up tiredness and all of these certain aspects that's on the table well you have not been doing this and this this and this these this is the thing that you've been doing this is how you've been running your energy but it's from a state of it's from a space of observation it's not it's not a it's not based on condescending And that's one thing that I had to learn because I used to do that. Just because I didn't say it then because it didn't bother me, it still didn't mean that it didn't need to be addressed. See, there's a difference. Emotional clarity teaches you how to observe and when to address things, how to address things, not what you're addressing, but how you're addressing it. That's the direct, that's you being direct. When I'm expressing my emotional clarity to bring emotional clarity to the emotional space. It's from us. It's 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 from the how that I'm processing it. It's how I'm assessing it. It's how I'm learning from it. It's seeing into that pattern. Until you do that, have you ever heard yourself apologize over and over again? I'm sorry. Or whenever you want somebody to ask a question to you, you you do that heavy sigh. That's not healthy. I want you to understand that's not healthy. That is not a healthy, that's not healthy comprehension. That's not healthy conversation. If you sit beside me, you go, oh, it's funny how I'm not gonna listen to you. If I ask you a question as the divine masculine, if you say I'm fine, I'm going to address, you're saying that you're fine. You're saying that means you're acknowledging that you are okay. That means when I leave from this space and I go on about my, when I go on about my business, I have sat here and I've clarity. I've asked you, are you fine? I've acknowledged that you are saying that you are fine. If you are fine and you're saying it based from the basis of you doesn't need to Collect your thoughts and think about it. Then say that. Don't say you're fine. See the divine masculine as the divine feminine. We understand and we know how to assess and open up the spaces for emotional clarity. We know how to set that. We know how to set the tone inside of that space. But that's only based on you doing that internal work. That's only based on you doing your shadow work. See, a lot of you are used to that complacency of that pattern. So when you say something like, we need to talk, that shit gonna spark the fuck out of you if motherfuckers say you right. We do. Okay, cool. We do need to talk. Because now they're facing you. You're going into that space for closure or emotional manipulation or emotional closure. But to create a blockage. You're not going in there for clarity. You going in there to create a blockage. Listen to your conversation. This is when it's important to listen to your conversation, really listen to your conversations. Nine times out of time, when you're going into a space for your conversation, you already have the answers that you're looking for. If you do not receive the answers that you're looking for, in order for you to stay within that emotional state, you look for bits and pieces inside of those, inside of the conversation, instead of absorbing the entire aspect, you can't absorb it because you have emotional blockages. As long as those emotional blockages are present, you can't absorb the full conversation. As long as those emotional blockages are present, you can't absorb whole conversations. You can't take in both sides. You're looking at it biasedly and impartial. From the conversation with the homegirl at your job that got on your nerves to the conversation with the home the, the dude at your job that got on your nerves, all you're looking at it as they're trying to play me. But in reality, you gotta look at it like, why do I react this way? Where did I learn this state of reacting? See, that's that pattern, that's the coping mechanism. See, you see, this is the difference between that emotional closure and emotional clarity. I don't know how many conversations I've had with clients, like the conversations I have with clients, whenever we go through an aspect of, they're, they're talking about the, a relationship aspect with like their ex or like their ex-boyfriend or they we're going through the we're going through the relationships and coming through to find a comment. And a lot of times they're going into the space of they're they're still in a state of reaction because then I'm them of hey you remember when we talked about you don't speak up and when you do speak up it's usually from an overpour. This is that's an example of that. This is what you're seeing inside of that space. Because when you start doing your internal work and we start getting into these exercises and disciplines, it changes the tone. Because now when you go into a space, you see things differently. The deeper that you go inside of yourself, the less bias that you see. One of the hardest biases for a lot of us is, when we really get deeper into this when we talk about the, uh, we get into the committed to the flaws. One of the biggest and some of the hardest points that happen to us a lot of times inside of our relationship in relationships, friendships, is that we're seeing it from a point of bias. We're seeing it from our own flaw, from our own hurt. So when you go into a space with your homegirl or your homeboys, let's start with the feminine first, with your homegirl, and you see her getting hit upside the head or her boyfriend's a certain way, and you're trying to tell them, I've talked about this before, and you're trying to tell them, hey girl, you don't need that in your life and all of these things, The reason they cannot hear you is because you're only talking to yourself. What you're reacting to based on their boyfriend, their baby father, whatever it is, what you're actually reacting to is the traumatic experience that you've had with men. That's what, So in that space, you're seeking emotion by you trying to end or you immediately trying to say they don't need this or certain aspects, or you're seeking an emotional closure point that fits the narrative of where you are at where yourself in your current state. This is literally the term of misery enjoys company. Remember we're talking about the emotional underline because you can say that you're happy, but if your happiness is only based on the external narrative, that means you have you have the accessories of a good woman or a good man. You only have the accessories of that aspect, but you have not went through the processes of how, because you ain't taking a, the and the underline of that. You're not taking accountability for your internal work because if you're taking accountability for. I re, I remember going through conversations and looking at being in an unbiased space and like looking at the arguments between my homegirls and their men, or my homeboys and their girls. And I remember looking and listening to their conversations. And I remember pulling my mans to the side and like having a conversation with them. And the conversation I had with them was always, it was different than I used to have because I always pulled them to the side and have a conversation with them. Cause I didn't want nobody else trying to bring in these emotional closure points. Nigga, you was right. Home oh, girl, you was right. It wasn't about being right or wrong. It's never been about being right or wrong. See that complacency and that coping, it has you sitting in the space trying to be right and wrong. You're trying to prove points to serve your purpose inside of that space. Ultimately, it's gonna lead you into a state of complacency. You're used to that coping, me- you will try everything inside of your space to create that coping mechanism how you learned to cope this entire time. You need that in that space because it it keeps you in a state of emotional closure. So now that as long as, because you gotta think about, you gotta think about it like this. You've been creating these emotional closures, similar to like the button or the loop on your, on the corset or on the shirt. You've been creating these closures the entire time in order to keep things blocked away. As long as that point is there, but guess what? Energy doesn't die. That trauma doesn't die. That thought form doesn't die. It will come out in some way shape or form that you're going to have to face it. So, think about it like this. Think about it like this. Okay, you're not inside. You're now in a relationship and you got your you got your you got your king, your god, your that nigga doing things for you and got you happy as fuck. But as long as this, as long as you're inside of this pattern and everything, you're in this infatuation inside of your space. You got a homegirl that can't keep a man. You got a homegirl that got a horrible relationship with men. You got all of these examples of what you do not want in your space. You got examples of what you do not want around you. And you are now consciously. Unconsciously go feed inside of those spaces. And the longer that you stay within that space, you're not taking any accountability because all of those points are gonna teach you accountability. But see from that point of emotional closure, what do you do based on comparison? You don't even realize that you're doing it. Man, my my, my girl don't do that. My girl the best, my girl this, my girl that, my girl this. But at no point in time, so now when it comes to a certain point, you, seek, you were seeking emotional closure. Because now you're in this, it's a false sense of appreciation because it's based on the incentive. That catering aspect. There's nothing wrong with the catering aspect, but after a certain point in time, what have you learned about the qualities of that narrative inside of that space? Because they didn't, because once they, as they're evolving and changing and now you're used to a certain remember we, a lot of us get used to a certain pattern with ourselves. We're so committed to our flaws. See that commission being committed to your flaw and your behavior and your pattern and your habit is dangerous because that person is going to trigger those things. Especially if they're that, especially if they're, especially if they're of that higher aptitude to you. It isn't about, it is, it's not about, oh my God, they're better, no. You better start learning. If you're not learning anything, then why are you there? That's the key. If you're not embracing the lesson, 90% of relationships will go down because there's no, the lessons that need to be learned based on the experience are not being learned. Instead, it is a coping mechanism based on the complacency of the pattern so whenever the stability, the structure the growth are being assessed to move forward that's where a lot of them fall off at because you got stuck on the longevity you got stuck, you're committed to your flaw, that flaw there's a difference we gonna get into that after this break, save for choosing the God out And we back, we back, we back with the final segment of the God Hour podcast. I don't know why I keep saying the show because we're gonna do more live segments. Y'all stay tuned for that. But when we're going into this space with ourselves and we're looking at the resilient grievance, that pattern of us never our self-worth. It's basically the pattern of our self-worth is one of those big points. It's this commitment or being committed to my flaws. This is a common narrative for how we view all forms of relationships. From the job letting you go to the consistent self-sabotaging behavior when it comes to once you stepping out of your comfort zone. Now, you have to think about this into that narrative of the difference between emotional clarity and emotional closure. Also going into the aspects of the roots of our subjective behavior based on us not looking at those lessons. As I said in the opening thought, ask these questions what drives your fear of becoming something more what is the real reason that you rationalize through the coping behaviors you have to understand that as you're shifting into as you're shifting into your highest your truest self this is and like one of the things that we're breaking that we're breaking that old paradigm is there you you've never been conscious there's the lower state of consciousness which is based on the awareness of Your pattern the awareness to the condition and then the higher state of awareness that's the self awareness is understanding how my conditions are direct results of my own thoughts so if i'm stuck within i'm committed to my flaws that's the lower state of consciousness i'm aware of my condition and how i deal with my how i face my condition is based on the is based on the commitment to my flaws, the commitment to the trauma, the commitment to the conversation, the commitment to the argument. So when you look inside of these spaces with ourselves, this is how we become that resilient grievance. This is how we stay within that space. Because now think about it with your job. How many times has your job given you a certain offer but you don't take it? Because the things that you're looking at based on your conditions, all you're looking at is, I remember looking at, the managers at some of my jobs and from the perspective of where I was at I was like I remember working one of my jobs in particular let's go let's go back to 2000 and let's say I think it was like 5 or 7 let's go back to 2007 2008 I was 23 I was around 23 22 23 and I was working at this I was working at the Applebee's restaurant and I remember like, I was taking over, helping in the kitchen with my kitchen manager. And I remember one day she looked at, like I remember one day she was like, cause the paychecks didn't come in envelopes, they were in that that little binder. And I remember she looked at my paycheck and she said, out loud, she didn't think I could hear Cause I had, I, I always have my headphones in even though I'm not listening to something sometimes, I have my headphones in, scoping mechanism. Does it was to make myself seem invisible? and listen to things. But she was like, how is it that he made $200 less than me? That's not fair, that's not right. He's making $200 less than me. This was an example, my first example, as I can go back, this was the example example of commitment to a flaw. See, staying committed to your flaws, you look at progress versus process. See, she didn't understand that my process before I got to that job was my manager, my GM from my last store that sent me there, she was she was not upset, but she was like, if they're going to take you over there when we're still trying to build this store, I'm gonna make sure that they pay you. Because I was already on the road and she like usually the, the usual process of managers and people carrying keys, Was they try to work us like dogs and we only get paid 13, we only get like paid $13 an hour. She put me at 15 an hour before I even got over there. So I was one of the highest paid hourly's in the building. So my manager not knowing how much I got paid in that normal narrative was to overwork the hourly's because you can hide it behind your training them for something better. She didn't know how much I got paid. See, this is that key. When you understand your process, when you understand your true process, you ain't worried about shit. Everything fall into play. But that commitment to my flaws, it had me reacting. Because I didn't fully understand my process, I still reacted. I still reacted. I still move, I still move with. I, I didn't understand certain emotional tones with myself so i still moved with a little bit of an arrogance to myself i wasn't confident yet i didn't understand confidence confidence and arrogance so a lot of things because i was doing so good this is the subject the, the subject since i was doing so well at my job in that space i kind of i wasn't paying attention to the home life i wasn't paying attention to my part i wasn't paying attention to the other segments of my life this is how we do with our energy a lot of times because we're doing because our minds are so focused on one point and this is going to be the clear all or the save all for all of my problems and all of my issues i'm gonna put behind this we do not take the accountability for our own conditions we don't take the accountability for the conditions see now i got stuck in that space and since i was inside of that space guess what else came up the relationship was the relationship was a direct result of my job i would have not had the confidence to get into the relationship that i got into that space because it was the confidence of the job but the moment that that job started sliding down and backsliding now all of the all of the points that were inside of the relationship that i was supposed to be learning from that i was infatuated in now those became issues. So now that those became issues, now that I'm backsliding out of the job, now I'm searching, seeking that high. Remember we talked about it yesterday that incentive. I'm searching. I'm searching for this high. Just because it wasn't drugs, just because it wasn't about or things of that nature, didn't mean I wouldn't seek. I still wouldn't seek in a high. So now I'm going back to my. Now I'm going back around my family i'm finding a space in my space to where the exposure of my natural behavior could be not could be that i can get this sense of emotional closure to the way that i'm acting see how that works but you got to understand as long as you're doing that inside of your space everybody inside of your space based in this compartmentalization they serve that purpose So the same way, the same conversation I have about me and my mother, the relationship between me and my mother, I'm not thinking about that whenever there's another problem. I'm right there beside my mother making sure my mom, you need to go to the store. Mom, you need to do this. I'm reliving the pattern. See, when you stuck within those patterns, you're not assessing things. Because now I'm looking at the, now looking at the aspect of this relationship in particular, this relationship came from looking back at the relationship. It was two people trying to escape. At this time, she didn't want to go back home after college or go back home, even though college was getting shaky and I didn't want to go back to my house. I didn't want to go back and deal with my family and things. We didn't want to deal with those. We didn't want to deal with the personal narratives in our individual space. So when we came together in that space, it was based on, yeah, this, this, and this. And yeah, this, this, and this. So now we're talking about these arguments. Now we're creating these coping mechanisms inside the space. It's the same thing you do. That was another trauma bond. It's the same thing you do with a friendship Whenever it's the same thing you do when you keep in But we talked about the uh, status of relationships based on emotional closure or emotional blockages, because now inside of that space, you got to cycle that energy and it becomes something of a physical, not just in the aspects of physical and that to the sex, but it's in the aspects of physical. So a lot of things that I was not accustomed to subjecting myself to, I was becoming accustomed to, but because of this this, this feeling of this need of this coping device that I needed in this space, that was just the body performing the actions and the emotional rhythm algorithm and emotional points that I needed. But the moment that I, oh, I got another job, it switched, it shifted. The moment that I had something, as long as I had something else, I did not have to become vulnerable. I could expose myself to a certain point I can acknowledge certain aspects of myself, but not go into the aspect of acceptance and working on it. And I can just keep doing that cycle over and over and over again. You don't know how many times you do that. And then all of a sudden now you six, seven years in eight years in 10 years in of you just doing this complacent behavior and having the coping mechanism because every complacent behavior, you got a coping mechanism for every complacent behavior. you got a coping mechanism for it. And yes, I do. When people like the the newest aptitude that's coming to the space, like, do you do relate? Yeah, yeah, I do the couples. Yeah, I do that. But it's gonna start. It's gonna y'all gonna be separated. Not assistant, y'all break. But I, I do do y'all in separate before I bring it together, because I have to understand the individual relationship with when we're talking about the relationship with self. I made a post about this. Let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read something from the relationship itself. In the coping mechanism it fits perfectly inside of this. Let me go to it real quick. Pull it up. Da, da 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 da. Ooh, go back. Don't do that. Don't do that ever again. Go back like this. Go over here like this. Slide into my. Follow me on. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Rock. Right, uh. me Raw. But yeah, I wrote something about relationships yesterday. It came to the aspect of the coping mechanism. One of the major coping mechanisms inside of our space. Let me read, let me go into this real quick. I wrote it all down. One of the biggest things I go to in shadow work therapy sessions is what is based off everything. Everything is based off the synonymous of the relationship. Now, after a consultation, yeah. So in during this story, I listened to the body tone, the language. This is the topic that boils down to the client, student, and the into the, the whether it's the client, because I deal with my clients, whether it's a student that means they're coming to me for mentorship, or I got the initiate that's that's coming into their shadow work. The relationship with you, the, the relationship with yourself, the less intimate that that relationship was with yourself that I've learned, even this personal with myself, the more compartmentalized they are no matter how chaotic your life may seem i want you to think about that the less intimate you are with the relationship with yourself and we're going beyond the physical that means you looked at yourself in the mirror and you say you look good without a shirt on you look good in boy shorts we're talking about intimately that one of my favorite exercises to give out to clients is a mirror ritual sitting in front of that mirror with yourself taking those deep breaths in and looking at what you see about yourself. I'm talking about intimately in tune with yourself. The more intimate the relationship you are with yourself, the less that you seem to compartmentalize. Therefore, the less that you seem to move through bias. See, I've noticed that When I didn't have an intimate understanding of my own emotional self, my own mental self, my own spiritual accord, my physical aspects that came to physical with my emotions, the acceptance of these wounds, the more compartmentalized my life was, even though my life would be pure chaos, it would still be compartmentalized. I want you to understand that your whole life, your whole life compartmentalized, but it still, it still can be chaotic. Because chaos is, chaos, is chaos is the term of how the energy is moving inside of your space. The more discipline that I started having, that means the more intimate I became with myself, the more disciplined I became with my energy. Therefore, the less compartmentalized I was inside of my space. Therefore, the less that I cared in the aspect of the sympathetic tone or to the problem, and the more I became to the acquirement of this solution. The higher that you get into that space, the, but due to the commitment to my flaws, my flaws, I see, I always constantly seek problems. Think about it like this. If you watch the James Bond movie and he killed the main, he killed the main killer, he killed the main villain in the beginning of the movie, movie be it boring as hell. Go look at the James Bond movie. I forgot the name of it. But nobody really liked the movie because it got born to the aspects of how he, how he was raised, like how he came up. Nobody liked the movie because it went more through the process. See, no, we don't really like the process. I had to understand we don't really like the process because the process is the how and the why. We like the what, the progress. So if I, so we like, like we talked about last week, that incentive that incentive that you're searching for when you admit it to, when you have to admit it, I was searching for something that I didn't have when I was younger. That's what I would be searching for. And I would do anything for it. I would do anything for it. And then when it didn't work, the first thing I would go to is, I'm such a good person. I'm a good, I have a good heart. No matter how bad I am, I have a good heart. But my heart my heart chakra was blocked. It didn't matter how good of standing with my moral balance that I was inside of a certain space. I still had those, I still had those compartments, compartmentalized to where I could act it out. I could act out the badness. Or if I had to be real, if I was getting played, or I felt like somebody was using me or acting a certain way, that it wasn't fitting the narrative, I could act it out. I could stay creating these points of emotional closure instead of getting the emotional clarity. See that assessment. Ooh, let me tell you about this assessment. When you start really assessing yourself, it changes narratives. It changes tones because assessment is comprehension. Assessment is the comprehension. The comprehension is the vulnerability. Going beyond a certain point with Going beyond a certain point of becoming something. Understanding the difference between the connection and the attachment. See, there's a difference with that. See, a lot of times we go into the space since we're so used to the trauma bond, we're used to being or overcompensating. So naturally inside of our space, the commitment to our flaws, what we're really seeking is one to give us what we give everyone else. That way we can continue living, that way we can continue existing as we exist and never, and, and cling to the feeling of change. But what comes into your space to challenge your experience is challenging the standard. Remember, my standard, my stability, my structure, I can't find that in my, I cannot assess that in my comfort zone. I only can assess my standards, my structure, my stability, and my growth outside of my comfort zone. You only can do that outside of your comfort zone. You only can do that in that side of the darkness. Because that's where your integrity and your humility and your truescape is. So if you're not going into your darkness, you're not assessing how you're, you're not assessing how you even came up with your standards. You're not assessing how you came up with this sense of stability. You're not assessing how you came up with this sense of structure. So naturally inside of your comfort zone, the complacency, the coping, the vice, the pattern, to the behavior, to the pattern, to the habit. That's what you stuck in. See, when you break down and you start going into that darkness, all of that l- lights your ass up in that darkness. That's why whenever I do a, like you an example, when I do a, a inner child uh, healing, uh, Exercise with somebody. I remember doing, I remember my, I remember doing one, I actually did one the other week. I did one the other week. And the visuals that they were giving me as they were explaining the space that they were in, and watching the tears fall from their eyes, and watching them become relaxed, and watching their jaw unclench, and I remember going back to the first session or the consultation, the first session, or looking like, because I'm doing the research, looking at their, and looking at their pictures inside of their their pictures on their Facebook and on their Instagrams, and I'm doing the research of my clients. And I'm looking at how their jaw was always clenched and watching them for the first time, their jaw unclenched, watching their shoulders drop for the first time, watching, the, watching them actually open their eyes and seeing the inner child come to the surface. For the first time, watching them come through all of those layers. Then we start doing that work, watching them no longer watching them, accept that they've been committed to their flaws and how they built their space, watching that fall away. That shit takes me away every single time because it reminds me of my, it reminds me of my periods. It reminds me an equivalent of my times of doing that. It reminds me of my deaths. It reminds me of my assessing. It reminds me of everything that changed. Because until you do that, I'm going to give you this key. As long as you are committed to your flaws, you will always seek obstacles. Obstacles are the debts, are the emotional debts. You will always, where you are not willing to go with inside of yourself, where you're not willing to take a deeper understanding or intimate understanding with yourself, You will always create outside of you or attract or create a conduit that is a responsibility. That now becomes the reaction or the responsibility of that aspect. So you gotta think about the relationship. If I'm not happy with myself, then I'm naturally gonna try to create or try to circumvent based on the incentive of the commitment to my flaws. I won't commit to my flaws as an incentive as long as you keep making me happy. You don't say it that way. Some of you do, some of you have said it that way. And we get down to that bottom, that's what you are actually saying. I talked about it in a video that you'll see, it's on my YouTube channel now, and it's on my page. It's got to call out my YouTube channel. We were talking about the aspects and it's on my TikTok as well. Talking about the aspects of you created that space. You keep saying, you keep saying out loud the same way that you say, if you can't accept me at my worst, you can't get me at my best, is on the same end and in the same faculty or same function as you saying, this is how I am. Through the spiritual income, when you start getting into your spiritual and your shadow work and your work in the spiritual space, now you got your natal chart. Now you're looking at your natal chart. See, this just proves that I am the way that I am and you gotta accept me. No, everything that you get is a tool to show you where you're at, so you can know where the hell you need to go. Cause you'll read the first, you'll read your. I've had, I remember I read my rising. I didn't know I was my rising was in Scorpio until five years after the fact. And I learned how to read a natal chart, but I was stuck on the Aquarius tone. I was stuck on the Leo tone. My Leo being my moon. So my false sense of pride that I had I fed into my the, the pride that I had as being a Leo that's what I used to project my unhealed aspects that were my unhealed thoughts and then whenever it wasn't accepted in the space or I didn't get the result that I wanted I just go back to my Aquarius I'm detached I'm intelligent when I really was intellectual So now I'm looking back I look back at the tones that I would use in certain spaces, the conversations that I would have in certain spaces, all in learning yourself. Why do you fear becoming? Why do you fear the becoming? Why do you fear your growth? Because your growth is outside of your comfort zone. It forces you to face how you learned how to, how you learned how to set your tone and your standard. The unhealthy narrative that you've been living by. And then you realize that living in that unhealthy narrative, this is what happened with a lot of people, when a lot of people try to go plant-based, vegan, eat healthier vegetarian, you don't understand the emotional underline of why you're doing it. So the same way that you ate, <clears throat> the same way that you ate McDonald's every other week, phle- uh, fish sandwiches and double quarter pounders with cheeses, since you don't understand the emotional underline, that's the same way you're gonna be sitting there eating turkey burgers, same way you're going to eat veggie burgers the what Because you focus on the what but when you understand the process the same way that you ate those other burgers you stopped eating that burger because you didn't know what was in it now when you make your turkey burger your turkey burger your veggie burger and you making your food you start paying attention to what you put into it the quality see that what got you stuck on the progress how fast i can do this what, what do I need to do to get to this point? See, that process and that how, that forces you to face where you've committed to what you committed to. And the underline of what you committed to is the, the surface is the flaw. Under that surface of that flaw is the emotion, the emotional wound that I've connected myself to. See, it's that release. And all of that sets the tone. Don't believe me? That all of that sets the tone. Because once you start taking that assessment and accountability, you start thinking differently, start moving differently. You stop thinking about the external appearance, and only understand that the external appearance is only magnified by the internal appearance. See so you stop looking. You stop. You get. You get. You move yourself out of the physical, and you go more into that emotional space. You go more from that emotional space into that mental space. You assess the mental, you go into your emotional presence. Remember, I told you there's a difference between emotional presence and emotional relevance. See, emotional clarity, that's presence. I'm present with my emotion. I'm present with my anger. I'm present with my frustration. I'm present with it. And the longer that I sit with it, the deeper that I get into myself. That's the intimacy. Because you can say that you're angry, and have surface reasons to being angry, but until you get intimate with your anger, you can get to that root and you'll take that, You that's where that accountability comes from. That's when you got to face, I'm not trying to be right, I'm not trying to be wrong. I'm trying to be better. That, that's that growth. I'm not trying to be right, I'm not trying to be wrong, I'm trying to get better. I'm not trying to make you feel good, I'm trying to, we're trying to get better. That's what I'm subscribed to. I say it all the time, subscribe to the lesson, not the mess, subscribe to the lesson, not the messenger. Subscribe to the teachings, not the teacher. Study all and follow none. There's no going back. These are mantras that I programmed into myself into understanding why I'm at where I'm at now. But in order to program that mantra, the intention had to be clear. See, when your intentions aren't clear based on your flaw, as long as the flaw is present, your intention will never be clear. I had to understand that. Even if you scream it to the mountaintops, if that flaw is still present within, it won't be clear. It won't be read that way. Because the emotional undertone is what's being programmed into the space. That anger is what's seen first. So a lot of times when we get stuck inside of that space, We think that because we're angry, we confuse anger and aggression for passion. Remember, the divine masculine and divine feminine is gentle. It's gentle. It's direct. It can drop down into that space when it needs to. But it's gentle. It's direct. It's flow. It's in that flow. It doesn't have a limitation to it. It can learn. It can assess. The divine energy, the divine presence, it learns how to assess it can learn as well as teach it navigates it navigates of its own it navigates it navigates through the assessment, through the acknowledgement. It navigates through the investment of the change in the behavior. It navigates through the standard of raising its standard. It navigates through the aspects of raising and creating that structure based on that new standard that is learned. See, when you're stuck in that aggressive aspect, that anger, that frustration, that regret, that guilt, you're going to build coping, me- you build coping, me- you're building coping mechanisms. There's a pattern to it. As long as that happens, you're happy. But if that's not there, then you're not happy. Here's the, here's the true fact. You ain't happy. I had to understand that I wasn't happy. I wasn't at peace because I didn't have an intimate understanding of myself. Until I had that intimate understanding with myself, then I would never be happy. So I had to become open to the space of teaching me how to be intimate with myself. learning those lessons of that standard looking at certain things moving through that narrative we get deep into this we get deep into this we gonna get deep into this throughout the week but i wanted to drop this off that rational being or that rational logic of your old self based on coping and complacency it's time to face those it's time to face it you got a choice remember healing is destructive you're deserving but you're not entitled and a level of honesty is going to shatter that very being. After this, plug. stay tuned to these messages and we'll come back with the close closeout. I love you. Of course, of course, of course, you know, we got to keep you plugged in to the plug talk. You gotta call Alchemist. LLC Papa Husuka That's me As I said in the weekly reading Booking that reading consultation NATO chart analysis Human design charts Many of my other services Hit me up in the inbox on Facebook dot Sandy or you can hit me in the DM, Papa underscore Lucy 666, or you can hit me at the email, P-A-P-A-L-U-C-I-666 at gmail.com. Multiple ways to get into especially, and this also goes into, you can get plugged into the ad roll, talk about sponsorship, or you can get plugged into the plug talk. It means you got a service. Builds on a podcast. Services. You have something that you want to get out to the, you want to get out. Want to, let's hash up them up. Hit me up at the email address. Again, pop Papa, P-A-P-A, Lucy, L-U-C-I, 666 at gmail.com. Hit us in. Also, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Friday night lectures. Got alchemist. My YouTube channel. Last week we got into calling of discomfort. Last week, last Friday, this last month the classes and the lessons have been about solving that internal argument and setting that new tone. Your calling is going to, if you're searching for the path of the heart, your calling is going to force you to face everything that has once disheartened you. So... This week, Friday, we will going to get into the ozone layer. Understanding your magnetosphere, understanding that aspect, the toxic masculine, the toxic feminine, the toxic family, and in correlation to your internal systems. It won't be in your space unless it's something that's a part of you. You get... A lot of times we go into this space for ourselves and since we're stuck on being in a chemical reaction, since it's not reacting or moving the way that we, you feel me? It's all based on that reflection. So Friday night, Easter Standard Time, tune into that. I desire you to be the best. I desire you to be the best. Remember, healing is destructive. You gonna take a level of honesty that's going to challenge everything that you once held on to to keep you stuck in that old pattern. Before you can take on a plan to your power, you gotta attack that pattern. Start putting that work. Y'all stay tuned to the closeout. I love you. We're back we're back we back we back you know this isn't the ending this is the beginning i want you as i always say i want you to understand that this is the end of the old train of thought this is the old of the what in the wind this is the beginning the way that i structure the episodes of the podcast are similar to the way that i structure the episodes or the lectures the same way that I structure the lives, the same way that I structure the TikTok videos, all of my content, I want you to learn from multiple different avenues, because that's how we must learn ourselves. It's going to be the breakdown of the pieces and understand how to break yourself down. That coping, that coping mechanism and trying to be right or 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 trying to hold your trying to hold this uh projection that's what's gonna stop a lot that's what stops a lot of us that fear of that becoming but you gotta remember in every space that you go into you become something naturally it either becomes an you always take the you have two roles that you can take in every space that you go into you can take the secondary role Which is what most of us do we take the secondary role because you gotta think about like this i've talked about this in a i've talked about this in a the polygamy lecture every space that you go into if you go into separated without the intimacy with yourself you're going into that space separated so when you go into this space you're going into this space separated naturally the key of this experience in this space whether it be the job whether it be the job <clears throat> or the relationship or the friendship is which aspects are you feeding? See, so many times we feed our shadow for fear of going into our shadow. See, when you start feeding yourself the information and the knowledge of getting intimate with yourself, you start to, you, you're now facing the shadow. You're going into that dark space. That dark space is intimate. That shadow is you. The shadow is all of the aspects of you that you committed to that you leave in a secondary state. So as you go into this internal aspect of yourself, changing this avenue, changing these avenues, becoming this better version of yourself, accepting that you're going through the beginning, because I want you to know this. Your age has nothing to do with your healing. I have. Clients in their late 40s, I got clients in their late 50s. I've had people come to me for consultations, motherfuckers in their damn 60s. And I've had clients that come to me there in their early, mid-early 20s and mid-30s. So age ain't got nothing to do with it. Take that excuse off the table. What about how everybody else is gonna feel? Their feelings ain't got nothing to do with you healing. You say you want to do the you want to heal the generational curses you say you want to acquire generational wealth you say you want to change the narrative in order to change that narrative you got to understand that everything is a byproduct of the emotional intelligence that intimate understanding of you the more that you understand you the more opportunity the more you start seeing the opportunities the opportunity remember is the resource But if I'm seeing everything as an obstacle based on me clinging to my flaw, then everything that I'll create naturally becomes the obstacle, i.e. that debt, that emotional debt. Remember, healing is destructive. The level of honesty is going to challenge your very being and shape you to the next level. And as you go on to this process, understand this, your shadow work, your soul work is limitless is is the reflection of your potential your purpose and your power all of those are limitless all of those are limitless so you got to understand your healing your shadow work your soul work you go from acknowledging healing dealing to understanding the observation then you know how to transmute it's one thing for you to sit there and say i remember when I remember back in the day, I would knock that bitch upside the head of that nigga upside the head, and then being able to sit there with yourself and be like, "Why did I? Why would I think that way?" There's a difference—that's that shifting into that how from that what. It's time to embrace the process. It's been another episode of the God Hour podcast. If you wanna tap in, scroll, go ahead slide back to the plug talk get the information from there I see y'all y'all hear from me next week but y'all see me throughout the week only a few of us is gonna make it up there even a few of us gonna step through that door the ones that are ready to take that intimate jump into themselves those are the ones that are gonna step into their authentic authority I love you we love us Hashem